Hey everyone, you're listening to Average Thoughts 2020 here, and this is the second episode. In this episode, we'll be talking about music and wasting time, so let's get right into it. Quick side note, we do have a website up and running. Check it out on the Spotify description or anywhere else you're listening to this on. So, let's, uh, first topic, uh, music. Dad, uh, I'm here with my dad, by the way, so... Hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Baba, I'm gonna say Baba a lot because that, that's, that's just how we say it in my, um, in the culture. So Baba, you um, you you play a couple of instruments, right? Can you can you tell us what they are? Yeah, I'd like to say a few things about uh, addressing somebody as Baba. That <laughs> it's also part of uh, Chinese culture. Yeah, right. It's part of a lot of cultures, actually. Right. And speaking of music or spiritual pursuits, um, Baba is a title given to someone who's very revered. Uh, but in this case, Sharva means dad. Okay, Baba is a colloquial Marathi for uh, father. Okay, that's how uh, people from the state of Maharashtra address their father as Baba. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, in in terms of music, uh, the primary instrument that I play, uh, and actually the right word is uh, maybe um, strum. Uh, it's a drone instrument called the tanpura. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah. So the Tanpura is a uh, is a drone instrument. Uh, it it has a big gourd uh, uh, base, and it has a very long, slender neck. Um, the uh, the word Tanpura itself means that which completes the whole body uh, of the singer, uh, meaning that. Um, uh, the singing uh, is made is rendered complete because of the tanpura. Uh, it has uh, four uh, metallic um, uh, wires, um, and um, they are the middle two are tuned to the bass note. The um, the the leftmost, uh, which is a very thick wire, is uh, tuned to the bass fifth, and. Um, uh, the uh, leftmost wire, which is the thickest of them all, uh, is uh, tuned to the uh, the lower uh, you know the the lower octave bass note, and uh, when um, uh, you you strum it with your finger, and uh, it creates this uh, you know kind of canvas uh, against which uh, uh, you you create a musical sketch. Yeah, so it, um, as I've seen my dad play, it's it's kind of a supporting type of instrument, right? It so, is. Yeah, yeah, it is. So it is not a uh, primary uh, instrument in the sense that you cannot give a solo performance. Uh, you, uh, it is used to uh, typically accompany uh, vocal singing, um, uh, and uh, yeah, it creates a. Uh, you know, it has kind of these like a pleasant melody, right? Right. So it it provides the the backdrop against which yeah. uh, it like provides the reference against mm-hmm. which uh, a musical melody is improvised. Um, uh, it it's very rich in harmonics, and mm-hmm. maybe we should do another session where we actually uh, you know uh, introduce it, yeah. you to the sound mm-hmm. of the tanpura. Uh, it's a very um, you know. Um, uh, pleasant uh, instrument to listen to. Yeah, it's, yeah. it has a it has this very calming effect. 
um, and um, the kind of music that we are talking about is um, you know Indian classical music, uh, what is referred to as Shastriya Sangeet, which means uh, music by the Shastras, you know, or by the with with reference to the scriptures. So um, uh, uh, you know, you you have to hear it to experience it. Yeah, I think what we'll do is that we'll take a. We'll take a little bit of a recording at the end of this podcast to show you to show you guys and, and uh, let you guys listen to what it sounds like. It's it's extremely like uh, mel- melodious, right? And it is very rich in harmonics. Um, uh, in Indian classical music, we have what are known as the the ragas, which I'm sure you know m- people who have some familiarity with Indian music uh, would uh, recognize. The raga is a melody. Mm-hmm. And the Tanpura is indispensable in the development of the melody in a raga framework. Yeah, so that um, that's basically what a Tanpura is. It's it's basically everything you just heard. Um, Baba, I I, uh, I know that you play uh, one more instrument, sarangi. Can you can you tell us a bit more about that? Right. So the sarangi is a uh, you know is is a. Um, is is a wooden is a uh, wooden instrument. It's mm-hmm. uh, carved out of a single piece of wood, mm-hmm. and it has um, a lamb skin at the base. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has uh, again. It has uh, so the word sarangi means you know it actually comes from the word saurangi, which means uh, sau is hundred, ranga is color. So it uh, it means you know the instrument with a hundred colors, meaning that it has this very wide range of you know. Uh, musical sounds um, that you hear. Uh, again, it has um, uh, you know maybe four or five um, uh, gut strings, uh, which are made out of um, uh, animal intestine. Typically, I would assume the lamb in- intestine, uh, and um, uh, it it has this very uh, you know very noticeable likeness to uh, the human voice. So, um, uh, uh, <laughs> I just pointed out to my dad that he keeps saying um a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of funny if you, if you play this back. <laughs> Go on, Baba. Right. So, the um, sarangi is played with a bow, uh, much like, say, a violin bow. <laughs> And uh, you, uh, <laughs> so you 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 play the bow, and you use your fingers. It doesn't have frets. You use your fingers. Um, you you st- create varying lengths, uh, uh, with with your fingers, mm-hmm. uh, to create the notes so in a way it's kind of like a violin if you if that's like a, it, is that it, a good way it, to put it, it yeah it you could think of it as a cousin of the violin it has it has the similar sound like a violin or a cello mm-hmm. yeah I th- yeah um I, j- just to sh- uh, show you guys how like cool how cool the end and like and pretty these instruments are i will be posting a couple pictures on my, on my website again check that out so yeah so the sarangi is um, you know typically heard uh, in the northern northern western region of india um, it is uh, mainly heard in rajasthan uh, by the you know mangniyar uh, singers the the nomadic uh, 
uh, singers of the Rajasthan desert and it creates this very beautiful um, haunting kind of sound uh, it, it is also used in Punjab by the Dadi singers who sing uh, songs of praise of the gurus uh, war songs uh, patriotic songs uh, so this that's typically the kind of uh, it's used more in folk music yeah it's and um these are these are some super interesting instruments um baba can you tell us kind of some kind of music that like um could you give us like a little bit of a demonstration for the music that you that you that you'd sing to these instruments all right so this this bear in mind that this is happening without the instruments themselves but uh, it should give you some idea of the kind of music so all music in india uh, has its root in folk melody and over a period of time uh, people who studied the music they formalized it uh, one of the vedas is the sam ved so in 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 the hindu um, uh, in in the we have the uh, ved which is the hindu scripture and uh, it has you know the four sections typically people like to think of them as being four vedas but it's actually one veda with um, uh, there is you know it's collectively we, sh- we should actually be thinking of it as one veda and you have uh, the sam ved which deals with um, the how how which is basically the theory of music uh, our music uh, derives from um, the Vedic chanting uh, in, in its most basic form. Uh, so Vedic chanting use, uses three notes. Okay, So uh, an example would be so this is sanskrit verse uh, which has been uh, you know set to essentially uh, three notes sa sa re sa re sa ni 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 sa re sa re re sa so this got generalized i would say coupled with uh, folk melodies and became the uh, you know full body of what is known as shastriya so the shastra is this ved that is being referred to uh, which kind of enumerates the rules of how you know music emanates from the uh, you know uh, human breathing apparatus the the vocal cords and the nasal cavity right up till the navel and uh, 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 you know uh, when generalized to the sounds that you hear in folk melodies from that derived the uh, the the hindustani and carnatic uh, raga system so so for example you know if if i were to just generalize based on these three notes re re sa ni pa ni sa re re sa re ma re ma pa ma ma pa ni pa ma re sa re ma pa ni ni pa ma re re sa so this will you know we'll do the same um we'll look at the same music with a tanpura mm-hmm. and you will notice how the tanpura completes the melody 
and the same melody sounds you know uh, you know i think in i'm a little afraid to even say refer to it as a melody at this stage but with atanpura you know i i would i would dare to say that yeah it should sound melodious because the melody does come from the tanpura mm-hmm. and you'll see that um with the, with the tanpura it sounds um it sounds much more beautiful it, it already sounds beautiful but if you add the tanpura to it it takes it to a whole another level right so so this this was an attempt at you know singing a rag called bairagi bhairav and the reason i chose this is because the three notes that we heard in the in the chanting okay uh you know fit right into this melodic framework okay and what you heard was the uh, the rag spanning the octave you know we did a bit of the lower octave and the middle octave and um uh you know uh, the, we chose this particular example because all all of vedic chanting usually follows this this melody uh but by itself as you know uh, the rag itself is a uh, musical structure that can be uh, explored yeah so yeah i hope you guys really like that part of this segment um i'm sure i'm sure that we can dedicate a whole episode to this and i'm i'm sure that we will in the in probably the next episode probably um <laughs> baba can baba can really explain it to us in depth about all of this so we'll be sure to talk about this more um it's super interesting i'm sure we can get more in depth so let's move on a little bit um baba we can so what do you think wasting time means okay so you know a whole life goes by and we don't really know uh what it is that we were seeking um but i suppose a stage comes in every person's life when they start start pondering on why they are here mm-hmm. um you know clearly i wasn't here before i was born and i will not be here after i pass away which means that um i've come from somewhere and i'm going somewhere and the question is uh, where did i come from and where i'm going and why am i here the moment we ask ourselves why am i here we are essentially you know making a first step towards seeking our goal in life Uh, a large part of uh, the pursuit is in trying to understand what our goal should be and once we have a goal uh, every breath and every step should be towards the uh, attainment of that goal and anything that any any activity that we do which is not towards uh, attaining the goal can be termed as a waste of time right so which also means that the goal uh has to be a worthwhile one so mm-hmm. so for some people um it could be saving saving the earth from the environmental destruction for some people it could be uh bringing education and basic living con- good living conditions to the, those under privilege who cannot afford it or do not do not yeah, get that, which is a huge problem in in modern day society it around is. the world today so yeah so so you know we should we should find what our goal is and uh, work towards that and anything that is not towards that goal would be a waste of uh, you know time or effort yeah well said well said done thank um, you yeah <laughs> <laughs> so if so say someone's wasting time right um they're trying to they're trying to break out of this system of of wasting time procrastinating or to to 
and waiting for waiting for the things that they're actually supposed to be doing to the last minute. What do you, what would you say to those people to to kind of help them to and give them advice to how how to start taking the right step? Right. So I don't really want to sound uh, <laughs> holier than thou, uh, but um, uh, you know when when we when we know we are not doing the right thing, there is an inner voice that tells us uh loud and clear uh and uh, if we if we just choose to listen to it and act accordingly uh i think the problem is so this is definitely a problem for me mm-hmm. um that uh i i may not hear that voice or even if i do i pretend that i don't hear it and uh, even if i if it, it persists and even if i keep hearing that voice i do not act on it and so i am a little you know i i i feel a little pinch uh, my conscience definitely pinches me uh, uh, when talking about this because i don't want to sound like someone who's uh, achieved this state <laughs> where uh, i i can listen to i can act listen and act to the inner voice but that's mm-hmm. basically what it is and i'm yeah. sure you know ev- everyone um relates to this situation yeah i think everybody's a victim of procrastination for sure because everybody doesn't want to do what they actually should be doing they want to like spend time they want to they want to do all these other things that that they could be that 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 they shouldn't be doing but like and then they should be doing like glass but they still do them first you know what i mean right so the, there was they lived this uh, saint in india um probably maybe Six seven hundred years ago, mm-hmm. uh, by the name of Kabir, mm-hmm. and uh, he he was famous for his dohe, which is basically couplets. And one of his couplet runs: "Kal kare so aaj kar, aaj kare so ab, pal mein parlay ho jayega, bahuri karega kab." Which means that that which you are thinking you will do tomorrow, uh, you should do today, and that which you have. in mind for today you should do it now uh because life could be gone in an instant and that work could <laughs> remain uh, unfinished right <laughs> of course again this ties in with the previous idea that we should we should work towards our goal so you mm-hmm. know that is what kabir sahab is uh, referring to over here yeah i think it, i think a, a, like a good quote from that is is that we should like at least, uh, t- take like a first step from it at least right because it's If you don't, if you don't take a, even if you take like the smallest step that you could have, that you that you could take, it's it, it's gonna help you. It's, it does, you know. Any effort in the right direction never goes waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's. I definitely think it's it's hard to break um break out of this whole like oh wow I should really be doing this but you know what I'm gonna take like maybe like one more minute just to just to finish what I'm doing, and one minute leads to another and another. right so the you know um uh, uh in the early part of the uh, 20th century there lived a philosopher uh called george gurdjieff and he said that whenever you have uh a good goal to achieve um nature plays a little trick on you she creates these situations where you are convinced that you should actually be doing the opposite um you could think about it right i mean you say say i decide to spend more time in the gym um and i go get a nice set of you know 
workout clothes and uh, shoes and uh, i'm all set and i think that okay this this weekend i will start doing my exercising <laughs> and just when that happens a lot of other stuff happens which will uh you know encourage me to skip just that one day just one day <laughs> right and before we know it that one day becomes two days and four days and so on and you know all that nice fitness wear that i got is still lying in the bag unused uh, and um, that's that's basically procrastination for you yeah it's it, it, it's it starts off from something small too it, it could be something as small as i don't know maybe maybe just like cutting the vegetables so you have to cut your cut the vegetables for your mom and yeah you yeah you know start with small chores that uh like uh, washing the dishes and small trivial things and it can lead up to something it can lead to something huge right right you make it a part of your uh, lifestyle basic lifestyle and um uh you know it it is i would say it is an acquired good trait Uh, you have to earn it uh, nobody becomes you know 100% um uh efficient in terms of managing their time mm-hmm. uh, you have to bring that you know time awareness one of one of my my ustads my gurujis my teachers um uh, a companies uh, who plays the pakhavaj which is a double sided drum so he he says that besure ko surila karna aasan hai lekin betale ko ताल में लाना मुश्किल है वॉट इट मीन्स इज इफ आई डोंट सिंग वेल इन मेलेडी इट्स यू नो ईजियर इट्स ईजियर टू इट्स ईजियर टू मेक मी अंडरस्टैंड मेलेडी बट इफ समन लैक्स रिदम द सेंस ऑफ रिदम द सेंस ऑफ टाइम इट्स वेरी डिफिकल्ट टू गेट दैम टू फॉलो अ सर्टन रिदम मेक दैम टू मेक दैम अंडरस्टैंड टाइम It's really interesting how everybody like everybody gets into this, right? Yeah. So I'm 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 reminded of uh, you know I'm reminded of a little story that my uncle told me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a mathematician called Wrangler Patravadi. Okay. So Wrangler is a title given to um, someone who's uh, I, I uh, you know I'm hope I'm not saying this wrong, but someone who's um, someone who's cleared the tripos exam conducted um uh, by i'm not sure if it's cambridge or oxford university but basically is an accomplished mathematician mm-hmm. For, but, uh, one one quick second um i i don't know what what, what tripos is and I, i i think that a lot of other people might not what that means might not know what that means so could you so, explain that so the tripos is a very difficult mathematics examination mm-hmm. and um uh you know i I'm pretty sure it's one of those two, Oxford or Cambridge, mm-hmm. that conducts it. Mm-hmm. And those who uh, uh, those who excel in that examination are awarded the title of Wrangler, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But the point is that he he was a very accomplished mathematician, and my uncle asked him. My uncle was a student then, and he asked him that, uh, "Do you uh, where?" how much time do you spend with mathematics and his answer was dhyani mani swapni chovis tas which means was uh, in my mind uh, in my in all my m- moments of contemplation uh, and even when i am fast asleep 
I only keep thinking about mathematics and keep doing mathematics. So, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that holds for any any accomplished musician, any accomplished artist, any scientist. That they are pretty much, you know, all their waking, not only all their waking, but even in their subconscious uh, mind, they are thinking about their uh, um, their, you know. Uh, their discipline, uh, whether it's music or uh, whether it is science or whatever it is. In fact, uh, you know, uh, uh, one of the most famous discoveries um, made in science is uh, uh, the mm-hmm. structure of the um, uh, benzene uh, benzene ring, uh, and uh, which is you know C six H six, and Kekulé the scientist who explained what the structure of benzene is he he saw a dream of uh, you know six monkeys each one each one holding the tail of the other and that's how he uh, f- you know uh, was able to formulate what today is famously known as the benzene ring structure so it's just mm-hmm. an example of you know someone who's very focused on their goal and is very dedicated to achieving it how and he he saw this in a dream right so one of the most significant uh, discoveries in fact the whole mm-hmm. root of the branch of orga- organic chemistry is it happened in a dream right yeah. so for someone who is that devoted to their passion their pursuit okay their their whole being is devoted to the pursuit of their goal wow <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> wow, yeah. I really like that story, Dad. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so it, wasting time is a, is, is a pretty big topic. Um, I, want, I would like to know what you guys think um, wasting time means to you. And yeah, uh, Dad, you, did you want to say something? Yeah, uh, one of my teachers, Mr. Modi, Mr. Rustam Modi, yeah. um, said that, you know, the trouble with experience is that when you have it, it is too late to use it. Right. So, you know, most people, I would say me included, uh, end up wasting a large part of their lives. Uh, And when 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 you realize what it is that you would have liked to do, time pretty much runs out. Right. You realize that time has pretty much run out. You wasted such a major part of your life. So like make the most of what you have right now. Right. And especially, you know, to all all of you young folks, you know, this is the time when you have this very high energy. So if you have to pursue whatever it is, you know, what whether it's a sport or whether it's an intellectual Podcast. pursuit, <laughs> whether it's, you know, making podcasts, doing music, whatever it is that you want to um, want to achieve. This is the this is the best time of your life when your um, body is at its peak potential, your mind is at its peak potential, your enthusiasm uh, is 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 the best it can be. So make the most of that. You know, it is it is a very valuable um, uh, asset to have. All these are very valuable assets to have for the pursuit of your goals. <laughs> you guys have no idea how many times I've heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> and glad to be uh, saying it to a wide audience. Here. <laughs> yeah, um, I think a lot of the teachers that are going to be listening to this can agree with that very, very well. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, um, I think that we should start wrapping it off right there. 
Um, we'll leave it off there. That's all we have for today. Thank you for tuning to Average Thoughts 2020, and we'll see you in the next one. Quick shout out to Sahil. One of the ideas was his. See you guys in the next one. Thank you.